Welcome to the Nerd Normie Podcast. I'm a big film nerd, Everett. And I'm Emerald, and I'm engaged to a nerd. On this week's episode, we'll be covering two new movies. One is Aliens Abducted My Parents and I Feel Kind of Left Out, directed by Jake Von Wagner. And I chose Birth, Rebirth, directed by Laura Moss. For both of these movies, we will do uh, non-spoilers and then spoilers. There will be time codes down in the description below if you want to jump around. Let's get into it. And who knows? Maybe there's an alien dad and alien kid out there looking at us, too. Yeah, Frank? Only one way to find out. Mom, Dad! Aliens Abducted My Parents and I Feel Kind of Left Out, uh, directed by Jake Van Wagner, uh, is a film that premiered at the Sundance Film Festival. Um, it was filmed in Utah. Uh, we currently live just outside Salt Lake City. So this was put into theaters by Sundance after, uh, you know, did well at the festival, but didn't win any major awards or get picked up for streaming as far as I know. So they put it in some local theaters for us here in Utah. And uh, I mean, it's cute. It's nice. It was almost a love for me. It was so close. <laughs> I would have given it 10 out of 10 if it wasn't for the last, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so the main character, Calvin, believes his parents were abducted when he was around 6, 7, 8, young. And uh, he then has apparently dedicated the next 10 years to figuring out space travel and how to survive in space and how to communicate with them if they're up there. Um, but we pick back up after the abduction um, and we follow Itzy, who has moved from the city to rural Utah. And uh, she really wants to get into a writing program. She's a new student in class. And basically, there's a contest to get into a New York City school pro summer program where you've got to write about the weirdest thing in your town. And so the, like, mean, popular girl convinces her to help her write the... convinces her, asks her to write the expose, and she's excited to do it, um, about Calvin and his weird obsession with trying to find aliens and, like, the kids showing up as a, like junior senior in high school fully dressed in space suits and talking about crazy interstellar travel and stuff and like trying to fundraise for interplanetary exploration and stuff on his own so i can i, I kind of get it he looks like a crazy man from the outside uh but then they start spending time together and a tale as old as time they you know get to know each other and you get to know him and her a bit better they go on some hijinks there's her, she itsy has a younger brother who's pretty funny and cute um her parents are very sweet the mean girl is mean um but overall like it's really charming i would put like the high school storyline part of this movie along the same vibe as to all the boys I've loved before which is like one of my favorite teen romance movies so this was like really there for me like I really really liked 90% of this movie <laughs> yeah it's it's a really strong entry into the classic high school weirdo 
outcome relationship story. Um, but yeah, as we'll get into in just a moment here in spoilers, it really falls hard on its face in the third act. And it pains me to say that because I like to support super small films and local films. And and the main guy is really, really good. Really talented. I could see him doing well if somehow he gets, you know, spotted and gets the right next role or something. Like hopefully someone saw this at Sundance and has given him a call for another movie. Because, yeah, he... I, I see a future for him. The rest of the cast, take him or leave him, they could kind of be swapped out. The younger brother, I would say, was perfect in the part he was given. Yeah. But I, I don't know if he's yeah, good. The, the parents were good parents, acting-wise. Um, the mean girl and Itsy, they were good enough for most of, like they I don't want to be like too mean because of course these are very young actors who are just starting out and don't have a lot of experience so again they could become much better I don't think these were the star turning performances that they could have been but yeah yeah so now we'll head into spoilers Alright, spoilers for Aliens Abducted My Parents and I feel kind of left out. I feel like basically the only thing... I guess there's like two things to talk about. What actually happened to his parents? What happened to his mother? And what happened to his dad? And that's about... Those are kind of the two things that set this apart from your normal high school weirdo gets the girl story. Um... And I think one of them is handled pretty well, and one of them just completely fails. Yep. Um, Spectacularly. <laughs> so, yeah, Itzy finds his mother and surprises him with a visit to see her. And she's just waitressing at a diner in, like, Montana or something. Yeah, she tricks him. She says, like, she's figured out, you know, something that they need to do or like a way to you know help their discoveries around space and so they're going to take a road trip up to montana and they stop at a diner to have breakfast or something and she's found through a quick like google search um that his mother works there now and uh they have a very awkward reuniting of an initial excitement and then you find out she just left because she was sick of being a mother and just felt trapped in her life and wanted to just explore the world and she felt that if she had said goodbye she would have ended up staying in this small tiny town in rural utah and And she's under the impression that he spent this whole time with his dad yeah so yeah so for calvin they both disappear the same night for his mom, she left, and then the dad presumably went back inside and raised the son, um, which the dad was a seemed to be a very good dad. So again, not in favor of mothers leaving, but it's not quite as bad as like she abandoned him completely alone in a house. But that is what actually happened. But that's what <laughs> she ends just up. doesn't know. Yeah. Um. And she makes no effort at any point to reconnect or anything until they show up. Yeah. And even still, she's like, I want to be your friend, not your mom. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't want a friend. Like, I 
I wanted my mother. Um, and so, yeah, they have to do the hunt to find his dad. And here's how I thought the story was going to go. So at the beginning, he talks about how he lives with his grandmother or whatever. And then later you find out that he's been living alone for years and his grandmother died, but knew he would end up in foster care. So she taught him how to like cover up a death, basically. So nobody knew that she was dead. And what I thought was going to happen was because there was all those bright flashing lights and stuff when his dad vanished is that his dad like either killed himself or something happened and his dad was taken away in an ambulance and the grandma covered up his death. And that's how it all happened. But that is not the case. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have like a prediction of how it was going to end per se, but I certainly have a fair few thoughts of how it could have been done better uh varying amounts of changing the film uh and so basically what ends up happening calvin is established to be really bad at fractions it's like the one weakness for him and he's messed up the number the mile marker like it's supposed to be you know 22 and a third and he goes to 22 and three the mile marker for where the asteroid comet thing's gonna cross that the aliens supposedly follow yeah and so he's gone to the wrong spot it's he's been grounded for abandoning or like running away with her little brother to montana when the parents were out of town and not telling anyone fair enough uh but the parents let her go and no, I think she's grounded because she gets in a fist fight with that mean girl at school. I don't oh, think they even know about the trip. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about the fist fight with the girl. So basically, the you know stereotypical the mean girl reveals that they've written this expose and Calvin is embarrassed and she gets mad and beats up the mean girl. Um, and so she gets grounded and the parents let her go in the end because they realize, you know being grounded and being punished for doing something stupid is important to some extent, but also, you know, this is is more saving your friend. Yeah. Yeah. And so she goes and lets him know. And, you know, he's upset because she's written the expose about him or whatever, but she convinces him like, Hey, no, look, I showed up. You have your math wrong. (laughs) We've got to go two miles. And she found a picture of a UFO. Yeah, and she developed some old film that he had that was undeveloped, and in it is very clearly a UFO following the comet. Um, And so, yeah, they go, and the comet passes, and they go, oh no, they're not there. So sad. Oh, wait. And then the aliens land and they're just little stupid blue men who are really weird and not funny and then his dad gets off and is also not funny but i kind of have beef with that actor i don't think he's very funny in anything no offense to him i'm sure he's a nice man but he's been in a lot of stuff and i just don't find him very funny and then he starts aging really rapidly and is like, well, I'll take you with me. We can go be together and be happy. And then he's about to go and doesn't. The, the end. Uh, the one hand, it falls flat because the alien costumes are really bad and look Stupid. cheap and plastic. Yeah. And the dad's costume 
looks like a high school production was making something out of like the 80s and needed someone to be like a David Bowie stand-in and so they made a costume quickly in their high school art department it looks the exact same texture as when you have like a Ken doll when you're little and they're dressed like Prince Charming that was the exact style and texture of his (laughs) spacesuit outfit yeah and so it's like and the rest of this movie looks good. Like the spacesuit Calvin wears looks good. All the weird contraptions he builds look good. Like they've done really well with their budget up to this point. And this was a step too far and pushed the film into the absurd. Um, my main issue with it also, like it could look bad and still be an okay ending. But there was no emotional satisfying closure the dad did just abandon him because he saw aliens by all accounts they just follow the comet because it tastes like cotton candy to them and that's fun and then he he's been gone for a hundred and something years his amount of time like the dad and it's only 10 years on earth or whatever and he's like oh cool okay well you'll just come with me and we'll sit in this one room ship and eat cotton candy comet tail forever and i'm just like i don't know after his mom did genuinely just abandon him i thought there would be something a little more emotionally resonant happening with the dad some sort of closure to that whole storyline and it really just comes out of nowhere yep i abandoned you even though i on paper was the good parent there's no reason, there's no explanation. It didn't appear that he ever went back to try and bring his son with him or tell the aliens, hey, I need to get... It's not like he was taken and he's been spending these years trying to get back desperately. Yeah, he sent one Morse code message. That said pancakes. And spelled wrong. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just... Really, really fell flat. So I think it needed a simple change is just make it the dad's been desperately trying to get back but because of the curvature of the earth and the way things move in space that by the time he could communicate with the aliens to tell him what was going on it took 10 years to get back boom whatever uh another option i think that would make the kind of absurd costumes fit better is the little brother has been telling dumb stories this whole time and i know it was a nice moment when the parents give her the keys to let her go after him calvin but i think the brother does a little distraction thing pretending to break mugs in the kitchen i think what you could have done is his distraction is you know they realize itsy's gone and they are questioning the little brother where is she and goes huh let me tell you what she's up to right now and he like narrates this conclusion and then we the audience never actually find out yeah they actually find his dad and then you don't get into that like awkward logistics of wait the dad abandoned him or was captured or what you can avoid and sidestep all of that have it be funny have it still conclude and it's fine yeah but it was just not good (laughs) yeah and it's a real shame because like genuinely i would have recommended this movie to a bunch of people as like a oh you know there's this film no one's ever heard of go watch this or you know support local utah like you know we work here and stuff i would have told 
a bunch of people at my office to, you know, that's still in theaters for a couple more showings, try and go see this. But I just, I can't in good conscience yeah. send them to go have a emotionally unsatisfying experience at a movie. And that's a real shame. So what would you rate it? Uh, I think in the end I'm going to have to give it a six. It's solid for a long portion and then just falls apart so bad. Yeah. I would have given it like probably an eight and a half, nine up until the last, if it would have been better in the end. Um, but I'm probably about a six too, maybe, maybe a six and a half. Yeah. All right. Those are our thoughts on Aliens Abducted My Parents, and I feel kind of left out. That's the hook. City Girl Falls for Village Idiot. He's not an idiot. He's actually really, really smart. If anything, he's the smartest person in this stupid town. And yeah, his story's a little bit far-fetched, but he's fighting for something. Um, For my movie this week, I chose Birth Rebirth, um, directed by Laura Moss. Um... I chose this because I saw it was rated 95% and because I really like Judy Reyes. Um, she was in Jane the Virgin and um, this other cannibal show I watched. I can't think of the name right now. But anyways, I like her. I think she's really funny. Um, and uh, <laughs> it, it, it was well made. It is a movie. There is technically no faults yeah it sets up a story yeah there's a middle of said story uh-huh. and then there's a conclusion to it ish and then it's all been made and edited together yep and put into theaters i <laughs> i don't even know how to go into this without doing spoilers but basically a rundown ish without spoilers i guess is there is a mom who works in a hospital and her child goes to daycare in the hospital and her child gets sick and then she drops her off at a neighbor's house for the neighbor to watch her and then she goes to work and doesn't use her phone for a full day. And then when she does look at her phone. Actually no her phone is broken. When she gets back to her apartment. Um, the neighbor is not there. Nor is her daughter. And. And then. And then there's a movie. <laughs> I mean. I, I don't really know. I It says it in the description of the movie. Of what happens. So. Can yeah. I say it? I, I mean, mean, I guess. I mean, that's... Yeah, if it's in the, like, yeah. IMDb synopsis. Uh, yeah, so her daughter gets sicker and sicker and sicker while she's at work all day. And by the time she gets to the hospital, her daughter is dead. Um, and she can't find her body. And then a bunch of weird stuff happens. Um, I would say there's quite a lot of trigger warnings for this movie. If you have any fear of birth, death, death of babies, death of children, um, surgery, blood, violence towards animals. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the issue overall, I feel, with this movie is you can't talk about it without spoiling it 
and not in a good way, in a way that, like, there's one thing. This movie is one thing. Yeah. And it doesn't go any deeper. It's not like we could say, this is what happens, and then you're like, oh, okay, and then you go watch it, and there's so many more layers to it, or you learn so much more, or that's, like, the inciting incident, and then you develop all... Like, it's very one note. And it's also not a horror. It's maybe a thriller-ish, if you had to classify it as something. If you're looking for a bringing someone back to life kind of movie, that's also a horror. Just watch The Lazarus Effect. It's stupid but there's jump scares and it's better than this one so (laughs) this is not like a a typical horror i would still classify it as horror because its goal is to make you uneasy and horrific things happen and it's body horror at times it's body horror light it's not like the whole movie is gross grotesque things but there's a fair bit of like medical yeah, it's horror. it's medical gross, not like horror gross. Yeah. Which is why I would say it's a medical thriller. Like there's nothing I don't know, it didn't really thrill me enough. It more just like Well, it didn't scare me. That's why I said yeah. if I had to classify it as something. I did not really feel uneasy except for one scene that takes place in a bar bathroom and it was uneasy for the wrong reasons. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah. So it's fine. We can't really talk more much more without spoiling it, so let's go into spoilers. Alrighty. Um, going into spoilers. Uh, she loses her daughter's body, tries to track it down, finally tracks it down, and it's at... The IMDB description says a mortician worker's house, but she's actually a pathologist who has been diagnosing diseases and stuff. Um, and she has taken her daughter's body and brought it back to life using aborted fetal tissue. Um, She did it with, she tried to do it with her mother first, her own mother, and that didn't work. So she tried with pigs and kept a pig alive using transfusions of fetal pig blood and stuff. And then she was using her own aborted babies. So she you know, goes into bathrooms with random men at bars and steals their fluids and impregnates herself and then aborts it and collects the tissue and uses it to bring people back to life if you have the same blood type. And then eventually something bad happens and she has to get her whole reproductive system removed because she gets an infection. So they're not able to do the transfusions anymore. And so they start stealing stuff like um, amniotic fluid and are stealing that for a while from this one pregnant lady. And then she stops going to that hospital because they've quote unquote accidentally messed up her labs like 18 times. So fair enough. Twice. Yeah. But... but- I mean, for They're a pregnant gonna, mother who's getting stabbed with giant needles, it might as well right next to her baby's times. head. Yeah. Especially because they'd been trying for like three years to have I just a baby. Want it to be clear that it wasn't actually an obscene number, and the mother was that crazy. No, she went twice, and then was like, "Okay, I'm calling it quits. This is ridiculous." Yeah, but they were going to plan on doing it every month up until she gave birth. So. Yeah. And then they were going to steal her placenta and that would cover them for like a year before they found another match. Her daughter ends up getting really violent and kills the pig 
that they brought back to life and then just cause like that just comes out of nowhere yeah and also there's a weird scene where the little girl touches the naked doctor lady that's kind of uncomfy not in a sexual way but it was just weird and unnecessary to have in the movie anyways yeah. Uh, so the daughter starts getting worse, um, and then her mom's like, it's okay for you to die, I'll accept it. And then her daughter dies, and then she stuffs her in a freezer and goes and, I guess, accidentally kills the really pregnant woman, um, which is the scene that opens first in the movie, um, which is, like, a little intense seeing it back given the story, I will say, but... Yeah, she, like, gives her something that's supposed to make her go into labor early so that she's able to steal the placenta, but she ends up having a seizure and is doing not well. And it's really sad because she's, like, in surgery and they kept saying, like, don't worry, your baby's gonna be fine. And she keeps going, what about me? And then she dies. And that's not nice. Um, And then they steal stuff. And are like, okay, we'll bring our daughter back to life again. Yep. And then it ends. Yeah. And I think that it literally is just that surface level. It's that story we've seen a million times of mothers will go to the extremes to try and save their children. And this adds nothing new to that. It doesn't really add a commentary on modern society you know, abortion and things like this are a very hot topic right now in the U.S., and this movie doesn't try to take a stance either side, really. It doesn't try and teach you more about it or use it in any way. There's, as you mentioned, like, the mother is saying, like, what about me? I don't want to die or whatever, and they're just worried about saving the baby, but it's not a commentary on the U.S. medical system prioritizing babies over mothers or anything. That's just, like, a a throwaway moment. Like, it doesn't change the movie if that line's in there or not. Yeah. And the doctor lady who's doing all the abortions and stuff, I don't like that they made her this, like, heartless monster robot that just does that it she felt like a character out of the big bang theory yeah like um what's sheldon's girlfriend amy well amy has emotions though a little bit but she like early season amy yeah when she's kind of all about biology and oh i am so robotic and i will do this and oh this we're gonna form a relationship because it's a mutually beneficial partnership for us yeah and that's just, it made me really think of the Big Bang Theory. Um, yeah, and it's just icky and weird. And she just, yeah, um, you know, in this house, abortion is health care. So we're not, <laughs> th- I don't know, it just seemed really insensitive and icky. And they also made it seem like it's like this two-second affair that she takes these pills and ten seconds later she's having her miscarriage abortion thing and then 10 seconds later she's fine and the only reason she wasn't is because she got an infection but that's just not how it goes so it was just weird for a medical movie to have such inaccurate information yeah it just it felt like they were like oh abortions are a hot topic oh motherhood is a hot topic let's quickly throw together a script here and not take any more passes about trying to develop these further 
or make sure they're accurate or appropriate or not just using it for the shock value. Yeah. It's like, you know, when people do those, like, lists and use those Dungeons and Dragons dice to roll to pick stuff. It's like they did, what are five political hot topics? What are some up and coming actors? What are, you know, and it's just, it was stupid and weird and bad. (laughs) Yeah. And like, again, as we said, like it's competently made. There's a beginning, a middle and end. It's shot decently well. And for what it is. The practical effects are good. Yeah. And for what it is, the acting is good. Good. Yeah. But it's not a good movie to be in. Yeah. So. All right. What would you rate this one? A four. Yeah, I'm probably going to give it a three, maybe even a two. Yeah. Just in that there's no value to this as a movie. Yeah, I'll be three and a half, four. It just wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, that's our thoughts on Birth Rebirth. She's regenerating. If I didn't show up, what would you have done to her? I am doing everything I can to keep her alive. All right. Thank you for listening to our episode this week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Nerd and Normie and tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you're listening on YouTube, uh, like and subscribe. And if you're on an audio platform, leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out. Thank, thank you. you.